Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome in alongside the long-lost Egyptian maniac, Pierre <laughs> Newsham. I don't know if people knew you were Egyptian. I just told them. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, that's what I, I usually go for uh, ethnically ambiguous. So, <laughs> again, so yeah. <laughs> oh, well, look, here's the thing. In media jobs, you can't, like, you kind of have to just, you know, like, what is he? We don't know. We can't ask. <laughs> that's why I always check other. That's my favorite part of the job interview process. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then they'll sit down and they'll be like, Pierre, he's got to be French. He has to be. Right. But I can't. Right. But I can't say that. Right. Correct. No, you. And then we we go down this windy road of, you know, might as well pull out a map. And I say, just pick one and see if we'll do warmer or colder. And then they can make, and then that's how you get the job because they're like, well, I think you're this. And you go, how dare you? Exactly. You're like, no, 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry I ruined your whole other game. Now people are going to know. Cover's blown. Cover is blown now for sure. It's over. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I might still milk it for a little bit. Yeah. Well, at least one more time, maybe. Yeah. You know who really has that advantage? And I, I love him. He's great on SportsCenter. Is Gary Strusky? Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's he's Korean. But I want. I yes. guarantee you, many people see his name and they're like, oh, you know, it's a good old dude from Chicago coming in. And then yeah, there, that's a that's a good Polish Chicago <laughs> name right there. No doubt about it. No <laughs> yeah. doubt. And then, yeah. I mean, it's not that it's not, but I mean, like you could right. be more than one thing, right? Correct. And so I've always wondered, like, how many people, like, he comes in, like, I'm Gary Strusky, and they're like. No, where is he really? <laughs> yeah. That's 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 yeah. part of what makes uh, America so great. Is yes. it's just limitless possibility for you, your yeah. name. You know, it's just limitless. Yes, yes, we're a wonderful country most we of the time. Are indeed, we're like <laughs> like seventy five twenty five. We're we're, yeah, we're good. I think that's fair. I think, I think 70, that's like, about right. Seventy five percent of the country, it's great all the time. Like oh, we have no complaints, yes. but we have yes. and like it it fluctuates. I think 25 is the max bad that we've had since the like 60s, right? I, I think 
I think most countries would kill for a 75%. Yeah, exactly. Rate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take three out of four. But That's like the, the problem is, is like when you get to that fourth thing, it's always like a really bad thing. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, but yeah. yeah, it's a great country, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So Pierre, you and I have not seen each other in what has been. I think three weeks, three weeks. It feels like a month yeah. almost like it does. Yeah. Um, I, let me first off by saying you would have loved the Super Bowl in Vegas. Oh man. You would have I, I, absolutely loved would it. Would I have though? Would I have survived the first day? See, here's how, here's how I feel, Pierre. I am sad that you weren't there because you would have loved it. I'm yes, also oh, happy have. that you weren't there because I am now still alive. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Where was, where was the media party? Oh, look. Okay, Garrett, get on mic here. So the yeah, media where, party. Where was it held? Okay, yeah. you're going to love this. The media okay. party was at the F1 track. You're kidding me. No, it was nope. at the F1 track. Which oh is in the coolest place that an F1 track ever could be. It's just right. like it's right in the middle of Vegas. I mean, like right in the middle. Like you're sitting there and you like you look out and there's the sphere and there's Caesars and the Bellagio. Everything. Like you could just see it's it's such a great view. Wait, is that track? Is that track? Is that a permanent track there now? Oh, I thought like it, it is. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were going to remove it like for a Super Bowl or whatever, like get rid of whatever it is they were. But that's a permanent thing there now. No, wow. it's there. I mean, it's very like. That we parked the buses parked on the track. I mean, that's where when wow. we got on and off the buses, mm -hmm. that's where they were. And so the bottom floor um, was, um, it was in the they had outside. They had a bunch of Asian fusion food trucks, yep. which all were very good. But sometimes you had to go. You're giving me what now? Yeah, <laughs> right. Know? Yes. Like, this <laughs> is. This is. Okay, I mean, like, all right, I trust you. Like, you've got yeah. to do, like, what's going to make, because they only give you, like a, a, like, a little sample of it. So you have to trust that this thing is really, really good. Like, what they're okay. giving you, that they're not going to be like, oh, this is just something experimental we do in our kitchen. Um, but, yeah, so the Asian Fusion trucks were downstairs. The last thing we had down there was this hot dog that oh, was absolutely out of so this world. Awesome. I, didn't, I, like, I didn't even know. I couldn't even tell you what was on it. Well, you had two ones. You had a spicy one, and then you had a non. I think the non I got ahead. Garlic aioli, bacon, and it was yeah, like I, had the, I had the spicy it one. Awesome. It was it was really good. was a hot dog with like non bread. Uh, it wasn't non bread. No, uh, it oh, was it like it was. I don't know. Oh, it was okay. a it was bun. Awesome. It was a bun, but it wasn't like the it had a it had a very. It wasn't pinks, was it? I think they pulled out of there no, a while ago. No, it wasn't pinks. No, okay. it, was just, it was an Asian hot dog. I mean, like it was. Oh, oh, okay, like, okay, so okay. it was some kind of hot dog that had, mm -hmm. you okay. know. Korean flair to it, I think. Oh, and so okay. then downstairs is the car museum. And so that's fine and all, but you're kind of walking around going like, if this is the whole thing, then Vegas really kind of whiffed, right? Like, yeah, this right. is cool and all, but like, I'm kind of over this in 20 minutes. And I, I saw a couple of my buddies from Albany, Levesque and Gaz, and they were like, ah, this sucks. We're going to go to the sports book. And so they left. Mistake. Huge mistake. So you go Dang. out of the bottom floor, you get on the escalator and you go up to floor number two. Floor number two is old Vegas. They've got table games. So awesome. They've got Sinatra playing. They've got an Elvis impersonator. Elvis's daughter, like stepdaughter was in there. His cousin. Oh, some yeah, some boy. kind of random Elvis relative. <laughs> like, come talk to this guy. He's, oh, his half brother. Yeah. Elvis's yeah. half brother was there. And so like Elvis's half brother, you know, all these like different things. The food, like they have Italian food up there that was really good. Pizza and meatballs and everything. Everything. I mean, like these mac and cheese balls as big as your fist. I mean, just. Was there a, crap, was there a craps table up yep. there? Second floor? Craps table, everything. roulette, blackjack, poker, all of it up there. Oh, man. You know, showgirls, you know, with the big. Yeah, the feathers. Big, yeah, feather, the feathers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the Elvis impersonator was 68 comeback Elvis, so it's like the nice. tweener Elvis, you yeah. know, da-da-da, da-da-da, yeah. you know, oh, came yeah. out. It was really, he did a great show. Uh, Garrett, finally, uh, in his life, he has, was your grandpa? No, so my father-in-law, his father-in-law, huge Elvis fan. Okay, I, I, too, I too like Elvis. I'm probably I'm, not as hardcore as oh, Garrett's father-in-law, but I, yes. I, I'm a big Elvis fan. He's the yeah. king for a reason. The king. Yeah. So Garrett finally got it. 
I never understood it. I've never understood the whole Elvis thing. I saw this guy and was like, damn, I wish I could have seen the real Elvis live. Oh, like, yeah. That was awesome, man. Yeah. So it was, oh, yeah. it was really cool. Then on the third floor was, it was like a club. Yep. And that's not really our scene, except for the fact that in that club was the Jabberwockies yep. and the Blue Man Group. So the Blue Man no Group. Yeah. Way. So the Blue Man Group's like throwing marshmallows at your mouth, trying to do that. And the Jabberwockies are doing a thing, yeah, taking selfies and stuff. Yeah. It was wild, That's dude. Awesome. Yes. That is awesome. And then here's the thing. And people may not know this watching this. As you go up each level, you get drunker and drunker. <laughs> yeah, well. Because the drinks are free. <laughs> right. And yes. if you find the right bartender, he's doing heavy pours because once he's out, he gets to go home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that was his wow. deal. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or well, he was uh, did you get uh, was there any credit given for the tables that, at all? Know, that, that we could not figure that gamble. out? Okay, we couldn't figure okay. that out, so we okay. decided not to do that. Like, and we didn't like it's one of those things like we didn't want to ask because we didn't want to seem uncool, yeah. so it's like one of those things right. like, oh, so right. uh, what do we do yeah. here? How do I, uh, I see how do I, I, taken how do that I play roulette? <laughs> I, w I would have taken that bullet for you. Actually, you know what? The sound of that sounds actually strategically perfect. You get a little food on the first floor, yeah. and then suddenly you're, the, the, you're starting to kick Adam it up West a notch. I can see Adam West Batmobile, things like yes. that. Yeah. You're kicking it up a notch, like, and like if I, whether I won or lost money at the tables, then I'm either really happy or I need a recovery at the Unsoon's, you know, club yeah. in the third level. Oh, they did that perfectly. Yeah. No, it was wonderful. It was a magical night. It was a magical, magical night that ended us uh, like Smokey left. The thing started at seven, right? Okay. Like seven. Yeah. It was like Ooh, seven early. to 11, okay. seven to 11. Well, again, okay. it's Vegas. So like yeah. they have to get theirs in before Vegas happens. Right. And right. so Smokey probably left at eight fifteen, if not before, like we got off the bus. That's the last time I saw him. Yep. I right. saw him at like one of the food trucks. He, he especially loves that kind of food. So yeah. I saw him at one of the trucks. I knew, I knew like I knew my name, but as soon as he saw all he needed to see, he was getting back on the boat. Oh, he actually got an, he just called an Uber and, and went back yeah. to the, the Airbnb. And we stayed at one of the few, here's the other thing. We stayed at one of the few Airbnbs that are legally allowed in the County or the city of Las How Vegas. So yeah. yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah. What were, a, the was, what were the, out of curiosity, what were the table limits that weekend the, or that whole week? I should say uh, the weekend we weren't there. We left on Friday afternoon, so okay. we didn't see what they were. Okay. Um, but I can tell you just from a couple of, uh, well, uh, one late night walk through Mandalay Bay by oh, yeah. myself, by the way, by mm -hmm. myself, my bad, <laughs> my bad. I wanted pizza. I had to go <laughs> <laughs> by myself. Um, like I could, I didn't see a table under under twenty five. Like that's you know. actually not as bad as I thought it would be. And that that's was and that, like it was on that was on Wednesday night. Okay, you know so, but I'm I'm assuming that Friday that went up. So funny, funny enough, the last time I was in Mandalay Bay, I just got done with dinner at Stripped Steak, delicious, absolutely fantastic. We place. walk past We're, it every day. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal place. Turn around as I'm leaving dinner. I look over my shoulder. Brittany Griner's walking behind me. Oh. That was the last time I was in Mandalay Bay. Oddly she was, enough. She was just here this weekend. Oh, okay. Did, Funny enough. Yes. She got on the show. She, what? No, no. That was the, the, the disappointing part. We really wanted uh -huh. to get her. Uh, but she was not like it's. It's a different thing now with Brittany. I mean, yeah. she's much yeah. more than just a basketball player right. uh, because of what right. she went through. Um, right. And. Um, what I feel, and I'll just, you know what, while we're being candid, Pierre was here during that time. So he knows, uh, what I feel was a great wrong was righted over this weekend in the fact mm -hmm. that Brittany Griner's Jersey had never been retired. I saw that. Yep. The only reason it had never been retired was because Kim Mulkey didn't want it to be. And right. they had a personal conflict based on an interview she gave to Kate Fagan. And I remember that. instead yep. of working through it as people who are supposed to care about each other do mm -hmm. Kim decided to hold it over Brittany's head and keep the best player that will ever play basketball at Baylor 
or possibly any women's college basketball player ever, depending yeah. on your metric. You yes. Know? I mean, there's Caitlin Clark and Cheryl Swoops and, you know, other people you can put up in this sure. category. Sure. But sure. A, like a game changer like no other Brittany Griner is, right. was here, played here, won a national championship here, went 40 and 0 here when yeah. they won that national championship. And because the coach was a little bit miffed at her, um, yeah. nobody can walk into the arena and see number 42 hanging on the rafters which that's the only sport that actually does retire jerseys, the right. only one. And so when you look up and you're like, hey, uh, I see uh, all these other people, but uh, I, as a casual fan, is wondering why Brittany Griner's jersey isn't up there. Well, because of petty bitterness. And yes, that's correct. why. So, correct. But, uh, yeah, a great wrong was righted this weekend. And Brittany Griner can now be back in the program and help Baylor basketball, women's basketball grow. And yeah. Nikki Collins all about it. And Nikki Collins knew her from the WNBA anyway. So it right. was a bit of an easier transition. This was actually, I think, supposed to happen sooner. Uh, but Vladimir Putin got in the way of it. So, Unfortunate, yeah. as he does, as it's he tends a, to do. Such a strange thing to not have a Jersey retirement summary on schedule because the basketball player was wrongfully detained in Russia, you know, yes, uh, that's... for a, nearly a year. So, yeah, I think, I mean, that was the plan was, and then like, it was one of those things that like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You know, got to find time. And then everything got so hot over there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, she's over there. Like, how did this all go down? So yeah. Right. But she was here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, Kim Coulter asked, uh, were we in, uh, were we in old town? I said, no, no, no. Um, I, I say, when I say old Vegas, Describing the party, I mean like feeling like o Ocean's Eleven Vegas, and I don't mean yeah. Clooney Ocean's Eleven. I mean Sinatra, the original Ocean's Eleven, like the Sands and like that kind of thing. Don back Rickles when, Vegas, back when men were men yeah. and the slots were loose and the steak dinner was five ninety nine. Like yeah. that's that's when it was. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what it was. I mean, it was just it was great. So you would it is it does feel unfortunate that like of all the people I know in the media that would cover a Super Bowl for any reason, like this was really a year for the Vikings not to kind of screw you over and be terrible Yes, and have correct. the 11th pick in that, correct. you know, like this you, would have been, yeah, and, you, and you know, you know, but if the media party ended at 11, you knew I would have no problem standing up wherever we're in the middle of was to say, where's everybody going? It's over. What are we doing? Oh, Let's keep going. No, I can tell you, we got off the bus and then people just filed we, we, they dropped us off. The media hotel was the Luxor and oh, okay. most oh, interesting choice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you Speaking probably of Egypt. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, that was not that then it was a Dorito. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, we, they dropped everybody at the Luxor. We just walked to the Uber thing. Cause we were gassed and we're at, you know, and, but we watched, uh, like, other than a stop in the bathroom, we didn't stop anywhere. But I watched that whole bus behind us go right out of the thing and right into the casino. Like, just, yeah, yeah they, they, there was no, once they got off that walkway, it was all over. So, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah. I really am, pal. I, I, I really am. I know. Like, again, and then, look, I'll tell you Wednesday night the, where I got left alone in the Mandalay Bay is we went to the – we've told this story a million times. We went to the Mob Museum, which is in – So awesome. Uh, yeah. It's really cool. It was, it's a great thing. The bartender at the Mob Museum gives you a whole, like, you know, history lesson on old fashions and Manhattans and gin and tonics oh, and all that stuff. It's phenomenal. great. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. in when I say this, Garrett and I have already talked about it. Garrett and I are going to call this guy and produce a YouTube series yep. where we sit at the bar and he gives lessons. And then maybe we can take him to other like historical bars around the country and do it because it sounds like people, a great idea. People need to see this. It's, it was so, it would only exist in a place like Vegas, really, yes. where like it doesn't sound weird. Like if you just went to a bar in Minneapolis and the guy's like, well, by the way, did you know that uh, originally the old fashioned is called old fashioned because it's the first cocktail? And this is why it's the first cocktail. You'd be like, buddy, where are my chicken fingers? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in this setting, it just worked so well. And the guy also part of it wasn't that he was giving the information. He was just really good at it. He had, yeah. he had showmanship. He had flair. He knew someone like, who takes pride in his work. I appreciate conversational. that. Conversational. But so after that we hadn't eaten 
And so I said, okay, we're going to go back to the Mandalay Bay. We've got a bunch of media people that are hanging out at this Irish pub called Rira's there. It's really good. And so we're going to Rira, and I meet up with these friends. And Garrett and Emery are so hungry, they saw so many people. They thought, oh. It was so packed. It's so packed. Well, like, Garrett and Emery left. And honestly, it felt like the rest of the people that were in there that weren't us were like, well, Garrett and Emery left. This place must be lame. So they just followed them out. And then they went home and ate cereal. We didn't cereal. get no damn food either. Yeah, what? The pizza place was closed. Yeah, the pizza place was closed. You're over there eating fish and chips. I had fish and chips at 11.45 p.m. It was great. Well, as one does. As one does. I yeah. mean, why not? Then, like, it was. It did take all I could do knowing that we had to be up early Thursday morning because Thursday's the busiest day to not stop at the tables and be like, you know what? Yeah, let's let it ride here. You know, I had some cash <laughs> in my pocket. I was ready to go. Uh, but I was also like, man, I have had a lot of alcohols. I had. Anybody I, come up on the uh, positive side money-wise? Uh, okay, so Emery, Smokey did a thing that was really cool. He gave okay. us all money. Mm-hmm. We went to a, a really, I'll just say it, it's a shitty-ass casino. Very it, ratchet. Okay. It, it was a ratchet-ass casino. It was, but here's the thing. That was what made it fun. Like, yes. that's what, yeah. that oh, yeah. level of like, you know, like when you go into a dive bar and oh, like, yeah. it's like, it was felt like that. There was a yes. Bass Pro Shops in there. Like, that's the Phenomenal. kind of casino it was. Okay. So we went in there and Smokey was here. I we split the winnings or you lose whatever. Garrett lost all but like seventy eight cents. cents. He got a nickel. He was playing slots. Smokey was playing okay. slots. Emery, our uh, our other production intern, he doubled the money and then some, playing nice. roulette and other things. And I thought like roulette, what are you doing, buddy? This is a you know it's a sucker's game here. But right. He played it well. I lost half of it and was like, no, here, I'm, I'm just going to give you your 50 bucks back. You know, right. not, right. I, was, yeah, yeah. I was up about 50, 60 bucks, and then I started like – it was also – here's why it was a crappy casino. Um, it was – and it was – because it was Thursday night. It was dead in there. And it was one of those ones that had all these like reinvented games. Oh, like okay. it wasn't like okay. – there was like – it was like blackjack, but it had a name to it. So you're playing with like black- a twist. Yeah. This, and yeah, like, yeah. I want like, here's the thing. Who has more me or you? That's all I want. That's what I want for blackjack. Does the dealer have more? Do I have more? And that's right. my favorite game to play in a casino. Okay. Look, I, I know blackjack pretty well. I just want to go in. You give me my cards. I decide if I want to hit or stay. And then right. I watch Simple. you do your thing. And I determine what's happening. That's all. Right. I'm right. drinking. I don't need strategy. Yeah. I, like, no. I don't. <laughs> no, you're not counting cards here. I mean, it's not like some kind of movie. Like, you, no. just, you know, 21 no. or not. No, absolutely not. So, yeah. But you've you've been you've been to San Francisco, right? You went to San Francisco. I was, I was in San Francisco. I uh, for actually for the Super Bowl. But okay. all of my friends are 49ers fans. Say yeah. for one of my uh, one of my best friends who married uh, one of my best friends here who works with me at Fox Nine. Funny enough, Jennifer. She was born and raised in Kansas, so she's a huge Chiefs fan. Huge Chiefs fan. Okay. So we were all watching it, and it's all 49ers fans. And then there's Jennifer in her Chiefs gear. And at the end, I, I turn to her and I see the suppressed jubilation on her face as everyone, the mood was just so, so somber. And I didn't want to tell anybody that I won a lot of money on the Chiefs winning. So, uh, so uh, it was, yeah, I was in the Bay Area, not a cloud in the sky for three days straight. It was gorgeous out there. It was a spectacular trip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. So like, yeah. And then, um, so then you had like, we've had your days are getting moved around. We're going to see you like kind of in succession here. Yeah. The last show this week and the first show next week. So we're making up for lost time. We are. Yeah. So we'll take a break right here. We'll come back and get into actual sports here in a second. Uh, (laughs) Pierre, I've known you for a long time and I know that one of the things you've always wanted, like most college football fans is an expanded playoff and we're (laughs) right. We're And we're getting it. Before yeah. we're getting it, it might be getting bigger as soon as it this first run is over. That right. might be a little premature. We'll talk about that next. This is 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. 
Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Pierre Newsham, our long-lost friend. Uh, Pierre, one more thing to wrap up Vegas. Yes. Um, Kim Coulter, by the way, says hates to hit 17. 17 is the worst thing you can hit. Or, oh, yeah. or no, a soft 16. No. I don't like the soft no, 16. Yeah, that, I, find, I find 16 to be way worse than 17. 17, I'm just staying. I mean, yeah. and I'm letting the chips where they fall. on that. 16 is a tough one. Yeah, I don't like when the, uh, like, I don't like when the dealer's showing a face card. Like no. that, that messes me up. But no. I will say this. There's one thing, and I want to talk about this. Garrett and I brought it up. Mm-hmm. So at the Mandalay Bay, mm-hmm. they have the Michael Jackson one show, which is the hologram. Okay. So I'll just tell you, I've heard it's very realistic that uh, in the middle of the show, he picks a young boy out of the crowd and ruins his life. And then we all pretend like nothing happened <laughs> right. at the end. Right. Until the end. Yeah. And then we right. feel uncomfortable about what we've just done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, that's weird. Like, it, to me, it's weird. And the reason I, I thought of it today in particular was there's a, a, a bit of a controversy in uh, Penn State and Happy Valley where they've got some trustees trying to make, like, shadow illegal decisions to name the stadium after Joe Paterno, which is not going to go over well. No. And, <laughs> And no. so I thought about it. I was like, you know, it is weird that like that would come up. And then the first thing I thought of was like, well, every day we were doing our show from Mandalay Bay and you walk past 10 signs that like, hey, buy tickets for this Michael Jackson show. So right. as long right. as people are dead, we can forget about what they did, I guess. I, I guess, I guess. And like, I, I you remember the old phrase, you probably heard the old phrase. You shouldn't sp- speak ill of the dead. Yeah. Why not? If you're a scumbag, <laughs> like I'm going to do that. Well, like, well, I mean, so actually I'd be like, you know, what, Mussolini. I mean, I don't want to speak ill yeah. of the dead. <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of, you know, he was misunderstood, you know, yeah. very misunderstood. Uh, like just said, look, I mean, I know, like say what you will about Stalin. I don't want to speak ill of the yeah. dead. Uh, right. Exactly. I mean, like, no, you can't like, again, and I understand that Joe Paterno is not Mussolini or Stalin. Right. Um, no, no. I mean, he different kind of crime, different kind of thing, but yeah. yeah, it's just kind of weird in the, in the college football sense that like that came up. And I thought like, you know, there's a lot of instances like that, that you see right. where it's like, you know what? We like this one thing and we're going to ignore this awful thing so that we can, well, particularly when it comes to something like Michael Jackson one, we can just bank off of all of this and sure. no one in there is going to sit there and think like, is this right? Like the I only just, the only Michael Jackson show that anybody should remember at this point is Captain EO. Oh, I was hoping you say that. <laughs> Captain EO, that's the one. That is the one right there. Yeah. Like, I mean, this 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 show at the Mandalay Bay. No, I don't feel uncomfortable. But don't you dare get rid of Captain EO. How like I, that would be sacrilege. I, I don't think Captain EO is at, at Disney World anymore. I don't think it is. I think I asked somebody about that. I don't think it is anymore. But man, back in the day. Well, and the thing is, they made that movie in like 1986. And yeah, oh, very old. Yeah, yeah, and then. Until like 2010, it was still a thing you could see, and yeah. and Michael Jackson was far gone from that. Man, like, all those people in the black costume that creeped me out as a oh, kid. Yeah. I was like, God, what is that? Yeah. That was creepy. D- d- uh, directed by George Lucas. So, man, yeah, there about you go. That. All right, Correct. so uh, Pierre, the college football playoff expanded to 12. We've got the five seven model now. Yeah. After the commissioners met yesterday, nothing changed. But there were a couple of subjects. I'll just call it just the tipped in these <laughs> discussions. They were just Very the tipped. Uh, and just the tipped were um, automatic qualifiers for certain leagues, which kind of flies in the face of creating this thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I have a theory on automatic qualifiers. The Big Ten is the one that wants it. 
The SEC from the beginning said they didn't want, want it. And the reason I think they still don't want it, and Garrett, tell me if I'm crazy or not. Okay. If there is a, a minimum for more than one league, so say there's a four-team minimum for the Big Ten like they proposed, which they're never going to get. If there's a four-team minimum for the SEC and the Big Ten, it means that the SEC will never get to their maximum. Because if you have four and four, that means that the other four have to be from the other leagues. So the SEC's master plan and Greg Sankey's whole thing is about proving how dominant and great they are. So if he limits their inclusions to four, then he can't ever get to the point where he's like, ha, 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 I got six. Half of these things are mine. They're mine. And I'm better than you. And that's what he wants. So if he agrees to a minimum, he's not ever going to realize his master plan, and that is not how supervillains work. No, it is not. That, that, <laughs> I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to say after that because that was just so perfectly illustrated that, yeah, it, it, it's funny how it works out that way. For, I mean, for me, and, and what, today I'm reading it could be 14, and then some people are saying, oh, it might, actually it's probably it could be 16. And uh, in my mind, before this whole expansion talk even started, I think I might have even had a conversation with you about it. I said, yeah, I want to see it expanded, but I personally don't need it. I don't need to see it go beyond eight. I thought eight was probably the best number because, I mean, do I really need to get some of these, you know, mid-tier schools who might have had, you know, a great season? Do they, they – it's like, okay, fine, I, I guess. But the, if, when we're talking up to 14 and, and maybe even 16, if it gets to that, I know we're at 12 right now. I'm like – and part of me is thinking, you know what? This is where it starts. This is what you say. Okay. Like, this is where it starts. And then here we go. And then it's going to start to keep going and going and going. And I, I thought, I know four is the tough number, but like we were saying the, the, the day after we, or I should say the week after when we talked about, you know, when the, when the top four was revealed in Florida state famously was left on the outside looking in and, and what an absolute crime that was. As much as I felt bad for you, my friend, uh, th- this to me, like there was just something about the four that created the conversation, created talk, created, you know, this whole competitive spirit of trying to get to four that I didn't mind so much. But, you know, I, I don't want the Florida states of the world, a la 2023, to be left out either because that just was an unjust. Here's crime. where I think and it's one of those things that's weird. It's a. It's a conversation that, that the powers that be are afraid to have because they know that it means, again, like they might not always get what they want. Because more inclusion means more chance for you to lose. Even right. if you have, you know, put up all kind of roadblocks, you know, in the way for teams not in the SEC or the Big Ten to, to, to win the thing. Like, there's, there's so many roadblocks. If you're not one of those two leagues right now, it's their roadblocks, clearly. But... If you get a team that's crafty and is as good as you and not to be a homer here, and I'm trying not to be, but Florida State and Clemson in particular represent that because they recruit particularly area that they get SEC talent in the ACC. And Mm -hmm. so they know that they have those talent. So they don't want like if they're not in the club, they don't want them knocking them off. And so keeping them out is one of those things they can do, but if you let them in, Clemson and and has proven it. Like you let them in, they can win the thing. So yeah. you, no matter what roadblocks you put up of like this conference or that conference or whatever, if that you know one wily team that has the same kind of talent as you gets in, there goes your trophy, right? And so yeah. their conversation has always been to like how to have it super elite, and then they're like, oh, it drives conversation and it drives buzz. But do you know what drives buzz in the NFL? The games. Games do. Like when teams play against each other and football happens, when not lobbying, not you and I bitching about something, when football happens, 
When football happens, people are like, wow, did you see the football happen? The football was amazing. That was great. This guy did this thing with the ball, and then another guy did another thing with the ball, and then at no point are we talking about like, hey, this guy uh, in a suit uh, said that his thing was better before we even get to the football. No, it's just the football. So people will talk about it because they'll have more football to watch and talk about. That's yeah. where they're askew. And for whatever reason, if you bring up anything that's comparative to it, like, I don't know, the NCAA tournament, like once the field is set in the NCAA yeah. tournament, once the field of yeah. 68 is set, there's a little bit of conversation about like, oh, man, boy, uh, Dayton sure got jobbed there. You know, that, yeah, was, right. that was unfortunate. Uh, you know, I think South Carolina probably deserved to be in. They had a couple of good wins late. And then once that Thursday happens – once, you know, once the ball is tipped, once that happens, we're all about the games. That's all Correct. we're about, which is what we want. So, you know, we're, it's, they're afraid of these things that are, they're fake. They're created in their mind. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, as we're having the conversation in my mind, I'm thinking how, how much, because this was part of the conversation as well previously is how much stock or how much do you really put into the conference championship games? I mean, if if Georgia is undefeated and, and loses to a top five or a top 10, you know, 11 and one Alabama team. And then suddenly Alabama is in and Georgia's out. But like, you know, if you're playing in the mountain West, for example, and you win your conference championship, like if you're the conference champion, that's huge for you because you have the opportunity to perhaps be one of the 12, depending on like your overall record. If you're going into the conference championship game in the big 10 or the SEC and you're undefeated and it's kind of like, meh, you know, if we lose, if we lose this conference championship game, then whatever we're, we're in anyway, what seating, I don't know, but we're going to be in anyway. So it's kind of a weird, you know, the, I feel like the conference championship games for the power what I'm called the power four now almost feels like it doesn't matter as much and it matters a lot more for some of these mid-tier conferences. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but that's one of the things that occurred to me as well when this whole format was discussed. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, there are, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of good and bad, but like, we're going to have more games. That's good. I don't think they yeah. call like, I don't like the whole, like the big 10 should get four. I mentioned this yesterday, but like, if you say that, you know, two conferences are going to get this many. Well, you might also run the risk that, like, even in an 18-team league, right, in an 18-team league, you might only have three that deserve to go. And that right. fourth one could right. be well outside the top 12. And then you've, you, because of your snootiness, have created a new problem. Because right. you, like, you can go through it. Like, that's the other thing that, that I think big dogs need to realize is that you can go through and like smash buildings like Godzilla all you want. But, and if they can't stop you, they can't stop you. But the minute that you like take a left turn for principles that are only known to you and all yeah. these other people get screwed, including some of the other big boys, you're going to go, well, you know, like what if, okay. So here's the other thing that I don't think Tony Petiti thought of when he asked that was, Okay, if you have four and four of the SEC and the Big Ten, what if some of those teams that you would jump over if you were 16th, 17th, 18th are also SEC teams? So then your fourth team is over what could be a much better SEC team that was just on the outside looking in that could have been 14th. And then Greg Sankey's like, oh, well, we were friends, but now we're not. Like, this is, a, this is why I said this is a bad idea. Slippery so, slope, as yeah. we said. You know, yeah. that's, why, that's why I feel like... Eh. You know, and and I realize I say this like kind of like sheepishly. It's like, what the hell do I know? I mean, the powers that be like have a lot more experience, you know, than me, like putting these things together. That's why I thought eight. That's why I keep coming back to eight. I thought eight was probably the best way to do it. I mean, because do we really do we really, really need to have, you know, nine and three Penn State coming in at number 11? Is yeah. that is, is it? Is it really necessary? Do we have, do you have to, I don't need the, the 12th, 11th and 10th teams. I don't need that to be proven to me as a college football fan. I don't need you to prove to me that these teams need, are good enough to be at 12, 11, 10, nine. You know, I don't need Who cares? Make it like it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be hard to get in this tournament. 
And I don't like it when things are getting made a little bit easier. And these obscure rules, like you say, these new like sets uh, sets of rules and stipulations. It, it's like I, I kind of feel like we're making it up as we go. Part of it is that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, okay. let, let's let's get real. So one of the other things proposed in the meeting outside of qualifiers was that, uh, well, maybe 14 or 16. We, we need to expand it already. Dudes. You haven't even done the 12 yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't even done it. Yeah. You haven't had one committee meeting about teams and the football. Again, that's what gets lost in this. I want, if there's one lesson that we take away from this, is that all of these discussions, like, fly in the face of games. Like, the, what we're talking about is games. Give us games. Let yeah. people play each other. That's what we like. There's a reason that the committee meeting isn't live television, not because it's controversial, because it's effing boring. That's, <laughs> That's right. what it is. Like, if you said, like, all right, well, here's going to be these 15 people in a room talking about uh, various resumes. Now, the nerdiest of the nerds would dive down into it, and journalists would, you know, use it as an educational thing, but it would play almost like a defensive driving class. You know, yeah. You're like, yeah. I'm here because I have to be. Like I'm right. not, I'm not here. Cause I want like, oh. I don't, I don't want to learn about blood on the asphalt. I, oh, God. I was Have going to do one of those too. Oh, God, God, those suck. <laughs> the, the online I've done the online one and I have as well. The thing about the online one is if it's just about the test, you can be done in about 40 minutes, Yeah, but it's not. So like you finish a section and then you have to sit there with your browser open yeah. until it times out to the time. So if it takes you 10 minutes to do it and you still have 30 on the section, you have to sit there for 30 minutes, which is, that, I took, what was it? Four hours. It took me about four hours online, which was still half the time that it was when I did it in person when I was 18 years old, yeah. which sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I, but anyway, um, but to, to not even have that yet, just see how it goes. And look, I think, Six sixteen is the number that you can get to where it would be. There's no buys. You'll have more home sites. We can start pushing towards what I think is going to happen. Eliminating the bowls. I think that like yeah, or the yeah. bowls. I don't think you should eliminate the bowls because I do think that they have some value in that yeah. for teams that aren't in the playoff. Like we can have these great games that we would never see otherwise and fill the time in between and just play them. But. Uh, to put them as part of the tournament would be silly to me. You know, make that yeah. – Jack's, Jack's had a great idea about the – kind of like a college football NIT, you know, in, inside the bowls, you know, and, yeah. and do that. So, to me, yeah. I, I, that's that's kind of – yeah, I think that's a good idea too. It is kind of one of those things if you're not in the top 16, you still have the, uh, you know, the, the Gasparilla Bowl or whatever that, you know, some of these lower-tier teams, if you qualify – so I don't see any any harm in that, you know, of course. And I'm sure that they would love to have the continued revenue coming in yeah. at whatever bowl game you're playing. So yeah, yeah I can't I, I hear what you're saying. They're probably they might get rid of maybe a few, uh, but as I still think there'll be a place for it. But but I just like, I just don't think that like the more you go to like a playoff, if it's a legit yeah. playoff, yeah, with twelve or fourteen or sixteen teams. So if it's sixteen, like the only neutral site game should be at the championship, like the Super Bowl. Okay. Like that's yeah. what it should be because college football, like, and again, they don't play neutral site games in the NFL until the Super right. Bowl. Like that's the point right. of the Super Bowl. It's different, you know? Yeah. You know, it's not like you're going to play the eight, nine game, the hall, make it a holiday bowl and then make it the eight, nine game with, you know, whoever and whoever well, as a neutral yeah. site. Yeah. And the NFL playoffs is one of the best television products there is because yeah. of what it does. Right. So the chiefs and bills, you know, that's the other thing about it that they're, they need to start wrapping their head around when it starts about transit and people going to these games. The Chiefs and Bills aren't going to wind up playing a game in Miami before the Super Bowl just because that's who has that game. Right. Yeah. So it's like yeah. if you're going to be more like the NFL, then, you know, take out the, the stuff that doesn't matter anymore. And, and yeah. look, the Bulls uh, got exposed hardcore in the last couple of years, especially this year when you had FSU quiet, quit that bowl game and send yeah. out, send out a bunch of, of true freshmen and walk-ons. And then, uh, we're perfectly fine taking the worst loss in school history on national television. Right. Then, uh, you had 
Marvin Harrison Jr. go to Dallas, pretend for the whole week like he was going to play in the game, and then go, eh, no, I'm not. Yeah. I never was. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, wanted yeah, a free yeah. trip to Dallas. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Who know. doesn't? So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, And like you said, one step at a time, fellas. You know, yeah. one one step at a time. Yeah. Let, let's let's get through this first, and yeah. then we'll let's, talk about the expansion get, later. Yes, that's why that's why I called it uh, the Big Ten was just the tipping it. <laughs> yeah, see. yeah. Let's see. Well said, indeed. <laughs> let's see if we like it. <laughs> well said, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll have a little bit more time for NFL draft rapid fire today. Uh, Garrett loves this game. It's his favorite game. It's fun. It's 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 like the Price is Right plus. We do need to congratulate the new challenge champion. Do we not, yes. Pierre? Yes. Oh, you and I, I have. Oh, I have thoughts. Yes, I'd like to get your thoughts. Yes. Uh, on this, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with yes. it. Yes. Was not oh, my yeah. first choice, but the second best of the options that we were dealt. Uh, Correct. In that, because of how the game works, we'll talk about that, and we'll do NFL draft rapid fire next. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Pierre Newsham, we have a new viewer who I'm very intrigued by. He goes by RX, which I don't know is prescription. He does not care for FFU. I'll tell you that right now. He, uh, he believes they had some sort of moral obligation to play in the dog and pony show after, no. you know. No. No. Like, I, I disagree. Yeah, but, no, I listen. You know. um, even though, like, the committee didn't take that dump in my mouth, I tasted it still. Uh, Correct. <laughs> so, um, anyway, to something much more. But he does make a before, lot of good points. Before, so. before you go on, speak, I don't know. You saying RX just automatically made me think of R15. Does that is R15 still in existence down in Waco? Uh, the burger place. You mean double R or double R? That's yeah, what. Yeah, double yeah, R. No, yeah, my bad. Uh, the, yes. Do you think I would still live here if it wasn't? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> double, yeah, my, right, you know what? I actually got that confused in my head. R15 is actually a bar down in downtown Sacramento, so okay. I inverted my R's. Yes. Like so. Yeah, yeah. Double R. No, one of the best burgers in America. Uh, terrific. I'll, I'll, I didn't go there nearly enough. I can tell you that. No, it's one of the things like when people come back, like when I had the, the wedding reception here this summer, like all the people that yeah. came back were like, yeah. uh, are we going to carve out some time? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Let's go. That's you what know? I'm doing when I'm coming back. I can yeah. tell you that you and I are going. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I'll take you. Oh, straight. Yeah. I'll pick you up and take you straight there. If you want. Uh, Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So let's, before we get to NFL draft rapid fire, which will focus today on the Vikings, because you know a lot about the Vikings. <laughs> I do. Well, uh, you know, you know, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're there. Yeah. yeah. You, you've seen them all change clothes, Pierre. You're, you have knowledge. The I, weirdest I thing, read, the weirdest thing the in news. our job. Yeah. The weirdest thing in our job. I'm going to keep yeah. saying it until like, there's gotta be a better way to do it. The NBA, yeah. I think the NBA is starting to be like, all right, just let him get ready and we'll take him out there. They don't have that many guys you need to talk to though. That's the problem. Like the yeah, NBA, like if you wanted to talk to Carl Anthony towns, you know, yeah. after a game or, you know, whatever, like you can just be like, Hey, can we get him over here? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. So just, yeah. Then we wait till they get out of the shower. You know, that's their dress. You got, you only need two 
maybe three guys tops. Depending on the game. depending on the yeah. the how the game goes. Correct. Right? Correct. So you don't. In the NFL, like there could be 15 guys that affected the game. You know, and that's right. Yeah. That's right. So like you've got it like somebody's got to get to all of them, you know, and there's Correct. this whole mad scramble and you only have like 40 minutes or so once the yeah. game's over and the locker room's and, open and there's and press conference going are, on and like, you can tell guys are getting dressed, trying to get out of there before they have to talk to you too. They yeah. are trying and the to thing is they're supposed there. to stay there. They're supposed some, to stay yeah. there for the whole time. Correct. Theoretically, but like, there's also an understanding. Of like, listen, dude, go. You're not. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you did well. <laughs> Nothing happened that we need to talk to you about. Like, go ahead. You know. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, but yeah, you you know about the Vikings, so we'll talk about the Vikings. Okay. Since you cover them, um, but let's talk about the challenge. Emmanuel wins. Yes. Uh, yes. I always yes. thought that he like he and. Horacio and Kylan were the three that I thought if any of those three are in the final, one of them is going to win. And, you know, they set it up to where, you know, you really, there was not so much of a, a a male versus female advantage because every time you could have gained, like, you know, gained ground or lost ground, they would throw a puzzle in there. So you would, it would slow you down. So it wasn't just all about brute strength. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm happy that Emmanuel won. He, he was in that whole alliance that like rode Jay's coattails a little bit. Yeah, but I did say this to Amanda last night. Even though he didn't have to go into elimination, he's one of those guys that no one would call down there anyway. Like you would, yeah, you would never be like, I want him. You're like, nah. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'll take the guy I'm who good. sprained his ankle when we were swimming. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have I have so many thoughts, and I'm I'm gonna try to get through them as fastly as possible. First and foremost, the I was fine with Emmanuel winning, although I did find it to be underwhelming in the sense that you know he wasn't particularly a main staple of the entire season. I've never seen a champion that really does. It, you know, our main staples this season was Jay, Michelle, Norice. Those were the, the, the big three. And I, of course I was rooting for Norice because I would have thought what a story that yeah. would have been for her to win the whole thing. I think we need to bring back the individual male and female. I just don't, I don't, I don't love the, there's only one winner. There's gotta be one for the men and one for the women. I think, I, I think it's probably the most fair way to do it. And last night, I don't know how you feel. In all my years watching this show, I've always, there's always been people that have been like, oh, yeah, you know, if they win, I'm not going to be thrilled about it, but I'm not, you know, it's not, it's not going to make me lose sleep at night. I have never in the history of me watching the show actively rooted against somebody the way I was actively rooting against Corey to win this final. If Corey would have won this final, I would have maybe take, needed a season break from this show because <laughs> I've been so infuriated. I've never seen a bigger two-faced leech that somehow snakes his way through this season and provides nothing. A big phony this guy is. It just, the sight of him infuriated me with the way he played this game. And if he would have won, I would have had a mutiny. Like MTV would have had a mutiny on its hands. A courtesy of me, party of one. That's what would have happened. <laughs> it would, That's uh, no. what would happen. I I knew. Like, here's what I knew. Like, I knew my name. Something was going to trip him up. Yeah. And it was two yeah. things. One, his paralyzing fear of heights. And I get being yes. afraid of heights. You and I both fine, watched the Amazing fine. Race as well. Yes. Yes. Like, people get afraid of heights. I get it. I get yes. it. Here's the thing that would cure me of that fear. Viacom is yes. not going to let me die. No. They're no. not going to. There is no. they're not going to let me die. And no. and like if there's the situation where like, you know, a falcon comes by and chews my rope while I'm washing a window or climbing down the mountain and I do die, you know what? I mean, it, that was in the cards. Right. Right. That tells you like what fate probably is. Like if you, you were going to go today was your day. So yeah, that kind of just proves like I'd hit the rocks and be like, Oh, well that's what the meaning of life is. So here, here's my, here's my other issue with the final too. Like in in the previous section uh, for last week's show, what was the point of pairing them up then and essentially timing them if it had no bearing on stage three, that's yeah. my issue as well. It's like, I know that some people finished last, so you had another elimination, but if, if you essentially had to rotate them in pairs and individually time them, 
and it had no bearing on stage three because whoever finished stage three first was declared the winner. Yeah. Then what was the point of timing them in stage two? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Amanda asked me that last night, and she's like, "Does it yeah. count?" I'm like, "It doesn't appear to. It just appears." No, that that's what I was wondering. Whole new thing. Yeah, I, and maybe here's what I I do have a theory on some of that. I think that they probably plan on having it done, and then we're like, "Well, they can't go to sleep." We're like, "We got to give them something back. Like, right, we yeah. got to give them yeah, something right, back." Right. If they yeah. can't go to sleep, and we've made them pick all these little cute uh, squares up out of the thing, and it's cold on the like, they picked the worst like. Of all the places on that, wherever they were, to yeah. pick them, like, oh, here's this rocky beach. <laughs> like, you can't Awful. even walk on it. Like, you, you if, yeah. If you went, it, like, it, if you were vacationing there, you'd be like, oh, I can see there's a beach. You'd be like, ah, eh, we're not going to be at this beach. These finals have started to get a little more convoluted and a little more like poke hole through type of like, well, how did, why does this man, what is, there's got to be some, there's, there's got to be some, you know, reforming of the of the finals and, and I do a little like, more. I do like out. the timing out thing. I think they learned that on the Challenge USA, where yeah. they had all those people in the Sudoku just quit, and yeah. because it was so cold, when they could have just timed them out and you the know. Sudoku that would have been mine. That's my. I'm, I'm thinking that I was like, oh, that's mine right there. Yeah, I want to save that for last. Yeah. I, I can blow through that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, Berna did. Uh, she cheated. Talk about yeah, just man. It, it was kind of like an, a little bit of an underwhelming group of finalists outside of Norris. Yeah. Any man. Well, after that, it's kind of like, nah, nah, yeah. It, yeah. you know, I, I'm not really intimidated by any of these people. All right. All right. Let's go NFL draft rapid fire. Let's do it. The, Did we lose our audience there for the last no, five minutes? Wait, or no, we we're saw, fine. Okay, we're good. fine. We're just good. losing time. So, um, <laughs> NC gusto says that you need some sleep. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You do. <laughs> the you do. I do? Yeah. I do? Yeah. Or they do? Oh, I do. No, that's just, no, that AMC, hey, that's just the way my eyes look. But thank you very much. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this must be a common criticism of you, Pierre, if you respond to that Actually, quickly. I had a, two years ago, I had a woman come up to me and asked if I, if it was like, you look like you got a shiner. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, look like someone punched you in the face. I was like, no, that's just how my face looks. <laughs> so I'm walking. No, so, yeah. here's the thing. It's good news because like, yeah, somebody did. And guess yeah. what? I'm here. Right. That's right. And that's, <laughs> right why, and that's why that's why I wear makeup on TV. I'm not on TV right now. I could start wearing makeup on this show, but it's like, you know, it feels like a lot of effort. You wouldn't. Here's the thing. Garrett's the only one who wears makeup in here, and that's Shit, not even yeah. for TV. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Just so he feels right. Yeah. No. Okay. The Vikings are at 11. Yeah. Uh, yep. They have a conundrum when it comes to quarterback right now. Do you re-sign Kirk Cousins? Right. which is the the path of least resistance, at least roster building wise. Now, financially, mm -hmm. you know, and again, he's been hurt. Kirk is Kirk is a good quarterback. He's not a great yeah. quarterback. Um, once interviewed him at the Super Bowl in Houston at the Puppy Bowl, where we were both holding golden retrievers, which was a wonderful opportunity and great day. But sure. when I like, I'm glad it wasn't on video. Well, it was on video for the puppy bowl. They taped it and put it on their site, okay. but I was just okay. doing audio, but like I had the lady, like I had to hold the puppy. So like the lady was holding my mic going back and forth like this, <laughs> but um, they have to do that. And then they pick 11th, which means they probably to guarantee they get the quarterback. They would want like truly want their favorite one. They would have to trade up, which means future yeah. draft capital, yeah. probably present graph draft capital yep. and, and other things. What should they do? Stay at 11 and deal with whatever it is. I mean, cause that means that they're looking at like maybe JJ McCarthy, who is very widely debated Michael mm -hmm. Penix or Bo Nix. And Penix, yeah. I think I'd be fine with, except for the injury history. Yeah, I um, it's funny that you asked that because uh, we have this podcast that we do every week called First and North for Fox. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we discuss every team in the NFC North. And I was on the podcast this week and we had this very discussion. And after Paul, as you know, after decades of watching Miami Dolphins football and knowing what a team in purgatory looks like <laughs> when you're in between that seven and nine win situation mm -hmm. and you're you're not bad enough to get yourself an upper echelon quarterback in the draft and you're not good enough to make the postseason when you're in that no man's land you you stop 
Stop trying to call it a competitive rebuild and just hit the reset button as fast as you possibly can. You will thank yourself later. My feeling on it is I I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. He he was playing like he was on his way to a Pro Bowl season before he tore his Achilles last year. But we kind of know this. The rest of the team has to be really good around him. And the rest of the team can't really be all that good around him. If you're going to be paying a lot of gear, paying him a lot of guaranteed money, which reportedly the Vikings don't want to do. They want to try to get a little bit of a hometown discount with him because they want to try to bring him and Justin Jefferson back on the same team, which would exclude Daniil Hunter because they're not going to be able to afford him at that price either. So my, my, my feeling on the matter is, just hit the just rip the bandaid off now. Just rip. I know you're not in a good spot at 11. And if you don't bring Kirk Cousins back, do you want to pay Justin Jefferson record setting money? Is that how you want to spend your financial resources? If the quarterback that he wants to be there is not there to begin with. I think we've seen the ceiling for what the Vikings are with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. And I know you're not in a good spot at 11, but I think. The time is now. It has to start now. Don't wait to do it later. Don't come back to me next year and say, hey, you know what? We bounced back from seven and 10 and now we're 10 and seven. And we really maxed out the team in a divisional appearance before losing to the 49ers or whoever. I was just like, so what? You're in the same spot as you as the team that's drafting in the top five. Who cares that you maxed out? the Rip the bandaid off now. Uh, no, I would not take JJ. I don't think JJ McCarthy is a first round talent whatsoever. I really don't. Um, so if you want to dangle Justin Jefferson out as trade bait and move into the top three and see if you can get yourself a franchise quarterback, it's an option as well. Yeah, I that's that's the problem. Like when you have a receiver, a player that's that good, that stands yeah. nearly alone in his talent. Because that's yeah. how good Justin Jefferson is. Like he is he is, you know in the debate for the top one in the league. Like, yes, it's, correct. you know, it's it's him and Jamar Chase. And, like, I love C.D. Lamb, and I think he's in the discussion. Tyreek Hill maybe as well. But, yeah, well, like, yeah. you know, but, like, I think C.D. Lamb and Debo live in this category that's, like, they're great players. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to, like, if you if you had to have them or Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, you might be like, look, I – I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Well, I just agree to, completely. I, I have to do, I have to, I have to go here, you know? Yeah. So, um, and Garrett's a big Justin Jefferson fan. Oh yeah. Cause he's an I'm, LSU I'm guy. Yes, of um, course. I, I kind of think I'm with Pierre here on this where, you know, outside of Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, who's a really elite tight end. I mean, what are you talking about on that roster that you could not, you could not rebuild over time. And and TJ Hawkinson's not going to be ready for training camp after the knee surgery. Yeah. He's not, he's probably very unlikely he's going to be ready for training camp. And this is, I say this because it's not because I'm not a believer of Kirk Cousins' talent. Like I don't mind, I'm okay. I'm much higher on Kirk Cousins than I think a lot of other people are, but it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense with, given his age, given the money he's going to command and given the way the rest of this team is built as of right now. It just doesn't make sense to me. It does not well, make sense to me to commit that kind look, of you money have, to him. You have a young GM. You've got a young coach. You've got yeah. You've got like you're you're set up all around everybody but Justin Jefferson to right. rebuild. And look, even yes. if yes. like here's the thing, even if you decide like okay, we're going to rebuild and we're going to build it around Justin Jefferson, essentially, you've got to get him on board about like hey, look. It might be rough. <laughs> like it might be, right. you might be Gardner Minshew and like guys like that for a year or so. You know, we might draft somebody if we like him. You know, if you if they got if they got Michael Penix at like forty three, I think that's their second round pick. If they got Michael Penix Brady. at forty three. That's something I Brady. think I can work with. You know, yeah. if you draft Jason McCarthy in the second round, that's probably something you can wrap your head around. I like Penix. I like Penix a lot. I mean, yeah. I, and again, I would think Penix would not even be a question to the top five pick if we're if we're not talking about four season ending injuries in his in his career i mean yeah i, I, I think, think that's fair yeah but again you can't just that's one of the criticisms that you can't just discount because you're like well guy got hurt a lot but when he had an offensive line that wasn't awful he didn't right. get hurt at all so yeah you know i mean yeah. you get beat up by michigan but you know he wasn't season ending hurt you you said it perfectly right now the vikings are only set at two positions Left tackle and and wide receiver essentially. Yeah. That's it. After like after that, everything is up for debate. Everything. Yeah. So it, it's like rip the bandaid off now and try to get a head start on a rebuild. Stop trying to stop trying to call it and 
mask it as a competitive rebuild. You're going to be stuck in no man's land. That seven to nine win area is a place you don't want to be. You're stuck in the mud. You're not going anywhere. You're just not. Let let somebody else make the mistake of bringing Kirk Cousins in or Fine. Russell Wilson or whatever. Fine. Let, you know, and the, the, uh, here's the other problem. You've got the like you got the Lions who are set up to have yeah. really nice little run here for a couple years. You've mm-hmm. got the Packers who look like they are they are once the Packers fix their offensive line and get like yep. a couple pieces on defense, they're back to who they were. I mean, they really right. look like they are. And right. then the Bears are about to draft Caleb Williams. You know, like you've got all these things like you've at least got the Bears in a in a rebuild position too. Don't fall behind all three of them because you're like, no, we think we can win. Right. You know, with- I, I think I think they already have, in my opinion. And I, I'm with you. I, I think they already have. Right now, you're looking at the other three teams and you're thinking to yourself, which teams do we like better than the Vikings? Well, all of them. I like I can make a case easily for all of them as to why Minnesota doesn't really have a bright future in the next couple of years unless they hit on a franchise quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Pierre. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. Can't wait, guys. Yes. All right. That's Pierre Newsham, Fox 9, Minneapolis. Uh, check out their podcast on the uh, on the Vikings and yeah, everything else that they do. Hey, so, we, yeah. we, 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 do, we do quality work here in Minnesota. Uh, oh, let's go with that. You do. You do. Yeah. yeah it's just, they should have one called the Ludafisk podcast. You know what Ludafisk is? I, I, I think I, you might have to explain that one to me, but I think I know so, what it is, but you have to double check. So uh, I learned this from Andrew Zimmern, who I've had on okay. the show a couple times. Actually comes All to right. Waco a lot now because this production company's here. But uh, he did Bizarre Foods, and there's a food in Minnesota, Wisconsin, like those like Norwegian areas called Ludafisk, which is okay. this fish that they soak in lye and then de-poison it by dragging it through salt. It's like a salted fish. And this is a dude who's eating like pig intestines on the street in Bali. And that's the worst thing he's ever had. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ringing endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. That. And I saw an Instagram he did recently about the McRib. Like if you're, if you're the, like, if you get, he had finally had a McRib, he had it and he was like, he just, he just slammed it to the ground. And I, I, I was thinking, like, if you're the McRib and you see this guy, like, this isn't just some, like, you know, millennial that's, like, never had the McRib before. Here's what all the hype's about. Oh, it's gross. This is a right. dude who, honestly, he's been in, like, you know, sub-Saharan Africa eating yeah. bugs out of the dirt and is like, you know what? Give me those dirt bugs. Yeah, that fish <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That fish yeah. really sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Pierre, we'll see you Monday. Can't wait, guys. All right. We've got uh, Max Olson coming up on the show, Graham Coffee coming up on the show, Mickey Spagnola coming up. Uh, this is 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you